Some of you may be surprised to see me up here. Perhaps no one is more surprised than I am, but here we are. It took me a long time to come to Christianity. You may say, but how can that be? You've worked for the church for 14 years. I worked for the church because it was an available vessel for service, not because it was a place to ignite my faith. I had a problem with Christianity. Maybe it's because my father is an Episcopal priest and I was a stereotypical preacher's kid, PK, born for rebellion. But there was one thing in Christianity in particular that bothered me. I didn't like it that people helped others because of Jesus. I thought that the person who needed help was reason enough and that doing service for Jesus or because Christianity told you to potentially tainted the service by making it about you rather than about the person in need. This belief kept me a secular humanist for most of my adult life, but then something in me began to change. The problem that I had with Christianity, people helping others because of God or faith, stopped being the problem and became the only reason I could articulate as to why people should do service. Explaining how this change took place is difficult. I came to see the acts of hospitality, and I will try not to cry while I am preaching, offered by Refugee Ministries volunteers, not just as good works, but as sparks of the divine. Let me give you just one example. My thinking was changed by a high school senior named Nikos. One afternoon, Nikos decided he wanted to go to the park to play ultimate frisbee, but all of his friends were busy. He decided to go alone to throw frisbees and run after them himself. He threw one frisbee too far, and it landed near three little boys who were sitting in the middle of the field, looking lost. One of them shyly picked up the frisbee and threw it back to Nikos. This began a game between the four of them, throwing the yellow disc and laughing and running. Soon their dad appeared and also joined in on the game. When Nikos went to talk to them, he realized that their English was limited to saying their names and how old they were. They showed him where they were from on Google Maps, Afghanistan. Nikos pulled up Google Translate and tried to communicate with them in Dari. They exchanged phone numbers, and in a divine call that still today astonishes me, Nikos went home and began a campaign to see what he could do to help this family. He enlisted his parents to help. It turns out that his mom used to work with a refugee ministries volunteer, and she took steps to get the Afghan family connected to All Saints. In the seven months since Nikos reached out on behalf of this new arrival family, I have seen their lives change because of refugee ministries volunteers. 
Volunteers have helped with critical medical needs, vaccines, and dental emergencies, in addition to bringing happiness to the kids and the whole family by taking them grocery shopping, bringing them to the zoo, and to an Afghan bakery. The lives of everyone involved have been transformed by bringing a family that was isolated, alone, and afraid into the heart of community. I could feel the divine connection between Nikos, his mom and dad, the family from Afghanistan, the volunteers and All Saints, but I didn't know how to put it into words. I don't know anything about the scriptures. When I was in high school and was a student in my father's theology class, yes, not only was he a priest, but also my teacher, double whammy. I sat in the back row of the class in dark sunglasses reading a novel. So when I had my dad over for dinner last week for Father's Day, I said, Dad, you've got to help me. I don't know how to write a sermon. I stuck a piece of cake and a copy of the gospel for today under his nose and said, I have no idea what this means. He made me read it to him out loud. Fair. When I got to the part where Jesus says, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, my dad taps the paper and says, right there, Jesus was a refugee. Oh! It's true that I have a bumper sticker on my car that says that. <laughs> that's, that's true. Because Barbara Thompson, one of the founders of Refugee Ministries, gave it to me, but I had no idea until that moment what it really meant. Jesus was adrift, unmoored, like families who have lost their countries. But he is not just unmoored adrift because he doesn't have a homestead. He is unmoored because all of his being is directed towards the kingdom of God. He came and made his dwelling among us, but he set his face to go to Jerusalem. The journey towards crucifixion and resurrection had always already begun. And in this seemingly confusing gospel passage, he is asking us to orient ourselves in the same direction. A man wants to bury his father, and Jesus says, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. What I understand this to mean is that if you are oriented towards the kingdom of God, your call to care must extend beyond that of your own family and your own community, even in times of dire importance. You can't just stay within your own circle of concern. You can't put a hand to the plow and look back. You have to look forward to creating the kingdom of God on earth, which means extending your kinship to the human family.
People who come here as refugees have lost everything. They lost their countries, family members, friends, cultural, religious, and language communities. Those of us who have the privilege to remain in the country of our birth have not lost all of those ties of kinship. Jesus in this gospel is telling us to offer this kinship beyond the circle of the family we were born into. When I sent my sermon to Andy, he rightly gave me the feedback that I needed to provide more narrative detail about what happened in the park when Nikos first met the family from Afghanistan. I didn't know, I wasn't there, and I wasn't feeling creative. So yesterday, I just called Nikos and said, I know this is weird, but I'm preaching a sermon for the first time, and it's about you. <laughs> Can you tell me what happened in the park? What could have been a super awkward conversation just confirmed everything I have said and blew me away. He had just dropped the Afghan kids home from the ultimate frisbee camp that he and his friends had arranged for them to go to. I asked him, how did you come to the moment when you turned a random frisbee game into a transformative experience? He said he was just so happy to not be alone to have people to play with in the park on a beautiful day. When he realized that they were brand new to the country, he remembered how lonely he had been when he came to the United States at nine years of age after having been born and raised by American parents in Egypt. And there was never any question for him about what should be done. Nikos was a senior in high school applying to colleges in the middle of a global pandemic, he had a million reasons to put his hand to the plow and look back to his own concerns. But he didn't because he recognized the joy and the birthright of connection, the simple but life-giving act of extending kinship ties into the world. I see this act and the many, many many wondrous acts of Volunteers of Refugee Ministries, many of whom I see in the congregation before me, as the fire of incarnation that Jesus calls us to create in the kingdom of heaven on the earth. It turns out that church was a place to ignite my faith after all. Should you want it, I feel certain it can offer it to you as well. Amen.